Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Welcome to the CV Cauldron that is the Majeski Stadium in Reading. Um, I'm sat sitting next to my Essex boy confederate, Harry Warren. Say hello, listeners, Harry. Hello, listeners. Unchanged team today, Harry. Um, no change from last week's game at, against uh, Aston Villa, 2-1 win. No Byron Webster on the bench, strangely. Huh? Sean Hutchinson returns on the bench. That's the only talking point we have seen this. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um if you prefer, I'm not really a fan of uh, Murray Wallace at the back. I, I, both. Yeah, I'd, no, I'd much prefer that straight in but, um, and Webster on the bench. But I suppose, obviously Webster's out of favour. I don't think that's fair. But Neil Harris obviously sees him in training. So you have to t- uh, have to trust the Messiah. I think as soon as Hutchinson is match fit, dear listeners, he's going to be straight back into the starting eleven. At the moment, we're going to go with Murray Wallace. So your normal team then is Ben Amos, Central, you've got Jake Cooper. Murray Wallace on the uh, on the right back will be uh, Marlon left back will be Beredith is left back thank you Harry centre will be Ryan Leonard and Sean Williams and Ferguson on the wing Aiden O'Brien watch your Wallace on the, on the wing up front will be Elliot and Gregory I did that purely from memory dear listeners I, I struggled did you hear that struggle international break rusty, rusty after the international break aren't you Nick Rusty in many respects, dear listeners. We won't dwell on that. 58th birthday looming, that's all I'll say. Soak up that atmosphere, listeners. Sweet, sweet Caroline's come on by Neil Diamond. The Jeski Stadium is, of course, one of the archetypal shopping centre edge of town stadiums, one of the first ones of its kind. The Carlo roof, um, 
I'd say the home stands are sparsely populated, aren't you? Yeah, I reckon you could fit them all in, in their home end, shall we say, collectively. Right. A couple of thousand travelling Lions fans. A good voice, as you can hear, but there's no atmosphere from the Reading sections whatsoever. I don't know what the fatalities are like outside, because there was one post in the week that predicted 1,800 dead bodies outside when Millwall arrived. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's calling himself Y26, if anyone look, wants to look him up afterwards. It's, uh, if it's a parody account, it's quite good. Oh, it was. No, no fatalities so far that we've seen, dear listeners. Here we are, Reading kick us off. We'll be attacking the Millwall goal. We'll defending the, uh, the away end in the first half, which means we'll be attacking the home support. As he's right and proper, under the Millwall Act of 1873. There is a drum in the house. No, not a kind of an Ibiza drum, pounding out a rhythm in tune with your heartbeat, but a far off uh, single drum, football drum, of the kind that we see so many of these days, dear listeners. Game is underway. I should be working for my Bazell watch, dear listeners. There's, I can't see a clock in the stadium, so... Timings may be somewhat, um, you know... Airy fairy, loose. I make no apologies. My Brazil watch is my faithful guide and companion. Get yourself a Brazil watch, dear listeners. Go to Amazon. Get yourself a Casio Brazil watch. You won't live to regret it. Reading just sitting outside the bottom three on 20, 21st position. Mill just one uh, place above them. Ten points to their nine. So it's a bit of a clash of the poor starts. We obviously come into it with increased confidence after that fantastic away performance at Forest and then the home win last week against Aston Villa Reading seemed to be adrift a little bit like uh, you've been set free from Captain Bly's ship the bounty it's far away in the Pacific Ocean Harry yeah, master and commander of fuck all only Bly a couple of uh, handy oarsmen to, to try and get you back to England but you you know you will make it because you want to see Fletcher Christian hang as you can tell, there's not an awful lot of action so far in the game. Here come the Lions. Draw a free kick. Just past the uh, the left side of the halfway line. Approximately three minutes into the game. It's going to be a, a Williams free kick coming in from the left. You're predicting Harris predicting Cooper. He's a gambling maestro. He's a fiend of the gambling world. Let's, let's see. Let's put money on it. Yeah, yeah, it's again towards Cooper. Ten quid says it goes to Cooper. It does indeed go towards Cooper, but it doesn't reach him. So I've lost tenner on drinking Harris tip there. Lions retain the ball. Marlon puts it forward towards um, Cooper again. He's still in the mix, but down far end of where we need a pair of binoculars or perhaps Captain Bryce telescope, dear listeners, that uh, Reading bring away. So Reading have possession inside the middle half. Managed, of course, by Paul Clement, who trades and dines out on nicely dispossessed, actually, by Shane Ferguson, on having um, coached at Bayern Munich. Long ball forwards, that's towards Gregory. Ball inside, he's nearly nearly found Wallace, unlucky there. Long ball forwards. Ticking towards the fifth minute of the game. It's a very flat atmosphere. It's a Meccano Stadium, it's in the middle of uh, a shopping kind of uh, car park mall type arrangement. I think everyone has never been to the Majeski Stadium, which is named after its, its constructor, John Majeski, Harry. John Majeski named his own stadium after himself, which is... Um, I think it's a social faux pas because you should only really have things named after you once you're dead, in my opinion. Oh, unless you discover like some kind of horrible venereal disease, like Dr. Gonorrhea. 
Nelson has his column, but only having taken the bullet for his country. But Majeski built his stadium while still alive and kicking. The man who uh, built his fortune on Auto Trader magazine. Does Auto Trader still exist, Harry? I think it does, but only online. Online, online. Took Reading away from their uh, origins in El Elm Park in central Reading. The Biscuit Men. Yeah, the Biscuit Factory. The Biscuit, uh, well, Big Friends versus uh, Huntley and Palmer, I suppose. This is going to be a long throw for uh, Big Friends. Far, far away, up in the distance. Approximately seven minutes into the game, I think. A long throw. It's a headed flick header on. That's going to go for a goal kick. They've got, like, um, feel-good slogans around the side of the pitch here. I'm seeing, um, come on, you urs, ours, urs. Back the boys and make some noise, Harry. That Friday feeling. It's a bit of a weird one. The future's bright. It's blue and white. That'll get you fired up. Another long ball forward from the lines towards Gregory. Chases the goalkeeper back, but that's... Uh, harmlessly gone through lines on the attack nice little ball through this is Wallace shot is deflected over the bar a little moment there where we work the space Wallace was free in the box unlucky yeah great great little move it, it weren't lumped forward for once they played through the lines Millwall um, Elliot Gregory and Wallace linked up and got them into the box I first chance for Lions 10 minutes going to be a corner taken oh no not taken quickly over the far left be Ferguson that takes in it comes, it's uh, near post but headed clear, poor, poor call, he goes back to Ferguson, can he do better with the second ball? He can, that's better, that's in towards Gregory, that's high over the bar. 11 minutes, dear listeners. I'll tell you what I feel, whether it's a library or not, is, is you feel slightly disconnected as the action's going on in front of you, but you feel like you're watching it on, on television almost. It's, it's an oddly kind of disconnected stadium, you don't feel part of the, of the drama of the theatre, you are... You are very much a spectator here, Harry, yeah, aren't you? Watching the acts. You're not. You're not involved in any way, shape, no. or form. It's like uh, it's like a matinee. Yeah, exactly. So we get a lot more possession than we normally expect to. Harry. We're not defending, are we? No. We're playing it around. And they're, and they're giving they're giving us space to this do is it. Marlon on the on the right. Uh, Jed. There's a ball in it's a near post. That's uh, taken turn by Gregory Winter corner. Nice, nice done. Didn't have much of an angle, but he's done well to get a corner. I'm confused. This isn't the middle one, though. We're playing football on the floor. So it's a right-sided corner. Uh, Williams will take on the right. Approximately 14 minutes on my Bazell. In it comes. Floated deep, deep, deep towards Cooper. Bouncing around and scuffed clear. It's going to run to Meredith, who takes it first time. Blasts it into the mix, but it's uh, away. But we'll keep possession now. This is, this is Williams on the right. Another ball floated into the middle. That's towards the big men. Still bouncing around. Ryan Leonard's in there. Um, still loose, but Breading will bring away at last. Nice work. Pulled down the left now. Meredith floats it in deep. Ooh. Headed over. Harry. Got a little bit overexcited a bit too early. Do you ever find this happens a lot to you, Harry? A chance to be a fine fucking thing. <laughs> Reading look like a team that got no spirit in them whatsoever. They, they, they're giving the ball away very cheaply. Yeah, they got like a, they look like they miss a bit of steel in the middle, to be fair. They've got quite a lot of players that look, look quite good when they've got the ball, but without it, they look sort of a rudderless ship if we're keeping up with the uh, naval. And it comes a corner from the from the right near post ball. That's bouncing up and around. It's over the bar. Come for another corner left. Lions pressure, Harry. Lions pressure. Mate, it can't, though. Yeah. In from the left now. Deep, deep, deep corner. Bouncing up. That's a header from Cooper. It's aimless, unfortunately. Lions retaining possession yet again. We are keeping the ball. About wide out outright. This is Wallace. Plays in Leonard. 
who takes and stops and there's a little ball over the top that's after a great save from the goalkeeper ball still bouncing around close range header fantastic save by that goalkeeper he's kept the minute there near being listeners that was a chance for the Lions 16-17 minutes going to go for a corner on the left Lions growing into the game as each minute ticks along and in it floats now it's going to go deep again standard that's towards Cooper but he misses this is Jed on the right he floats it back again into the mix ball headed on target down low goalkeeper takes nice work Mill 17 or so minutes into the game Dennis Lions tackling hard in midfield but unfortunately Reading will, will pump that clear but we were certainly up for it today Dennis good to see ball over the top's killing that's a caught on a volley by, by Elliot as the ball was partially headed away the ball over the top's catching them out every time they're giving the ball away very cheaply, Harry. Yeah, as you say that, we do. But they're, 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 um, they're trying to play out from the back. And it's just not working. They're getting pressed they in. They don't have the players for it, mate. Mill winning possession back again. It's being given away, as we've said, quite easy by Reading. It must be very dispiriting to be a member of that side. So watch the ball keep coming back. This is Mill on the attack now. It's going to go for a corner on the right side. I would say about 18 minutes in. We've got our old Jeb back, finally. Yeah. It's a day for players who don't want to recover their position. It's a day where you can make hay in your respective position. This team don't look like they've got any fight or... I, I honestly think if we get one, it could be any score. It is that one-sided at the moment. They haven't got any spunk with them, Harry. No spunk. <laughs> I won't answer that. It's going to be a right-sided corner. Floated in by Williams. It's a near post ball. It's bouncing around. Caught by um, was that was that um, Leonard? I think. A long way away. Dear listeners, apologies. <laughs> it's gone for uh, a goal kick. Come Reading down our right hand side. A bit of possession, and they've now worked a chance to get a ball into the middle. That's across the middle goal. And hit the post. Rebounds hits the hits the uh, middle defender. Middle dodge a bullet. Dear listeners, that was a possession down the wing. Cross in. Shot hits the post. Romeo as well saves one on the line. The follow-up the follow shot, come back onto post, and Romeo threw himself in. So it made should have been a goal winning. Should Definitely should have been. Uh, it all come from a little bit of work. Elliot got turned inside out, and they played a ball in the channel. 22 minutes, I believe, dear listeners. We'll dodge a bullet. Road their luck. Cut the lines down the right. It's a ball in from Jed Wallace. It's a flick header on from Lee Gregory on target. Saved by the goalkeeper in the event coming towards the halfway point in the first half I saw Lee Gregory was credited with a, a dubious goal by the dubious goals committee oh, I, I claimed it was Gregory's at real time so I'm quite happy but what a great committee to get a job on the dubious goals committee I want to get a job on that I wonder how you get you have to send a CV uh, in there I, I know a couple of facts about them they meet once a month to discuss any dubious, dubious goals, goals. What a great and that's about it <laughs> I want in on that one dear listeners well you're not one of the blazers Nick you won't <laughs> get in with them I'm not a blazer girls just asked me what, what I've got in my hand and it is a dictaphone dear listeners I deliberately said dictaphone rather than recorder because she won't know what dictaphone is ball in from the left now this is Ferguson deep 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 towards Elliot goalkeeper takes easily enough Beja all over again Harry of uh, Nottingham Forest last season dominate the game and go down to a silly goal yeah great tackle Marlon Romeo drawing applause there that was a committed uh, right-sided tackle on the uh, 24 I was on the break there for a moment. Good to see. Get a ball crowd going with a good solid tackle. That's how you do it. 
the Marlon Romeo song. Didn't yeah, it? the new Marlon Romeo song is probably up there with my uh, favourite current Millwall player song because it's not just singing their name repeatedly. In, in, it's using know. the work of Casey and the Sunshine Band as well, Larry, which is oh, always a good thing. Oh, there we go. I would I would have failed on a pub quiz of that one. You cannot go wrong by misuse. Well, you won't misuse Casey and the Sunshine Band, dear listeners. Here come Reading, ball in from the, the right, that's a flick header, that's 1-0. Flick header in from the striker. Ball down the, uh, the left side, flick header in, simple enough goal. 27-21. Disappointing, 28 minutes gone. The warning sign was for that chance they hit the post. I mean, it was, they've got forwards, they've not looked too bad. We've looked a little bit slack, if I'm honest. So simple. Frustrating, so. Low straight back on the attack, but Reading will uh, dispossess him and bring it away. The stadium's got some life in here at last, if nothing else. They come Reading on the break again, coming down our right now. The chance to get the crossing, they do, it goes for a corner. Right sided corner as Reading attack, left as we look. I think Wallace got out jumped for that goal. Gonna, I'm going to leave a pregnant pause with that news there. That's called a pregnant pause. Going to be a right-sided corner. She tipped uh, past the 30-minute mark. Ball into the mix. That's headed clear by Tom Elliott. Well, I think the move where they've hit the, the post has, has um, unsettled us. I don't think we believe they were capable of that. And then they obviously scored. We didn't believe they were capable of that either. So we've got to get five refined away. We're doing well at the start of the half. A bit, like, a bit like Villa, we were, we were, we went one 0 down, and then yeah. it was all Millwall. We just need, just need that goal, and that'll be it. I, I think I called it on by saying that one goal and they'll crumble. <laughs> it's my fault. This is, this is Jed Wallace. Wins the ball, midfield. Ball out wide for Marlon. He does find him. Come down the right. That's probably a little bit overhit. The sliding tackle there. The, the 20, uh, 24. I think that was paid him back for his sliding tackle earlier on. Lofted forwards towards Tom Elliott, ball's bouncing around. It's taken by Lee Gregory, fires it in at the goalkeeper. Another taken turn, it's going for a corner on the left side. 33 minutes. Ten, ten corners, five corners, six of, corners. Not possession, a lot of, lot of uh, chances actually, but no, no um, execution. Aris Bingo, clinical. Um, Again, listeners, you can play along at home. Must be more clinical. Here it comes from the left. Deep, deep, deep. Towards the mix. Ball bounces around. Oh! Close range shot headed down. Cold team from Clayton's got that area. Harry Wallace. Wallace. I take back every word I said about Wallace. It was a tap in from five yards, but yeah. Wallace, 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 Wallace. We were angled, can't see the replay. So that was a headed down ball from memory. And Harry tells me Murray Wallace stuck at home from close. Lions deserve that, dear listeners. We didn't deserve to be behind. We just switched off for a moment and we paid a price, which some will argue makes you deserving. But we deserve to be back in the game. Well, it's got the Lions fans going. A few, a few aggressive gestures over there, Harry. The yeah, the, uh, the library's livened up. 35 minutes and everything. They're like a burden has been relieved from our shoulders for that goal. Yeah, we're about, we, should, we should never have been behind. No. It's travesty. We've got the ultra youth, we've got the primary school youth down in front of us. I don't like to see kids doing that, honestly, dear listeners. Are they part of the 1885 youth podcast? 
I know they're alienated by the Brexit vote and they're feeling like angry of society, but I don't like to see young kids making wanker signs and slit throats. I saw a personally. I saw a bit in the paper the other day that they uh, they don't drink or uh, smoke or you, yeah, they don't do they're that. They're just into ultraviolence. <laughs> Flag waving. They don't do anything, but they do art into ultraviolence. The cat, the cool pussy cat. Hold up, we don't need that. Right next to me. <laughs> Feral youth have been instructed by their parents to go and bang the uh, the corrugated iron room. I don't need that. <laughs> you miserable old bastard. <laughs> ah, kids. <laughs> They're all alienated, dear listeners. The Brexit vote's gone against them. They're, 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 their future's been stolen by an older generation. It might have saved their, it might have saved their generation. <laughs> and they find solace in ultraviolence now. Nihilism. What have you brought me to here, Eric? <laughs> it's all coming off now. Kids. It's all kids. I'm ready. Down our right. That's going to go through. Corner. Right-sided corner. Coming towards 40, uh, 38 minutes or so. Yeah, I mean, we can't go in behind, not after recovering the situation like we did. Ferguson looks like a new man, doesn't he? I, uh, I'm going to love him like, you know, like a bird trapped in a cage. Love, love's a strong word. Well, I mean, uh, uh, seriously, well, like him a lot. Like him a lot. Yeah. In comes the, the corner from the right side, reading on the attack. Oh, Flashes God. across the middle area, catches it on the volley, that's over the bar. Over the bar. He did not know where that was. No. Don't pretend you did, Amos. He stood there rooted to the spot. Arch-esque. You're not a fan of Amos, are you? I'm not a fan. I'm not not a fan of Amos. I just don't see the difference. They're, they're much of the same. They're not quality goalkeepers. I think it's the one place where, really, I thought we needed to strengthen from last season to, to push on. I know the league's moved forward. Amos is not strengthening. Is he? I, mean, I put him on a par in some ways. I, 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 they, they both have their strong and weak yeah, areas. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I wanted us to make a, a Tony Walnut type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elliot down hurt, strained something, landing. He, he called for a ball. I think it was a. Chip Wallace took the ball off him, and I think I don't know if he's got like a finger in the eye or something, or something like that. Right. King Harold style, like a Hastings, he got an arrow in the eye, didn't he? Something of that kind. History, politics, history, politics, all on this show. There was a, an obituary I saw in the Hastings Observer in the week, because it was uh, October the 14th, I think, was the anniversary of 1066. And someone put an advert in the local paper in, in memoriam of Harold Godwinson, King of the, King of the English, yes. who died for his country. Oh, I, I, I don't know why he's bothering with it almost a thousand years later, but fair play to those. Well, he, I suppose he won the Battle of Stamford Bridge. He did, he did. Uh, there's a, the, uh, I remember the Times used to have a regular, or the Telegraph, have a regular advert for Richard III from the, from the, um, the Richard III Society, who published some Latin phrase in memoriam of Richard III each year who died at Bosworth Field, famously. So, yeah, a bit of history for you there, dear listeners. I don't know why you carry on with um, press obituaries for them, but anyway. Oddity. I like a bit of oddity, don't you, dear listeners? I, I, I quite approve eccentricity. There should be more of it in this world. Someone comes and asks you in your block where you sit with a yellow plume pack. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to be bothered by eccentrics. <laughs> I quite like the fact they exist. I don't want to be talking to them. 41 minutes, Lions trying to put the ball forward, that's going to go aimlessly through to the yellow-clad 
Reading goal. Because Reading are in their traditional blue and white hoops. Uh, Lions playing on, in the grey. I don't like the grey kit. Do you, do you like that grey kit? I think it's fucking horrible. Millwall should play in blue, white and yellow. Conceivably yellow. Yellow or black and gold. Or, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it should be the Lion colour. Grey has no place in the Millwall. Neither does green, country. neither does red. Unless no, it's it got doesn't. Captain Morgan sponsored on the front. Doesn't. doesn't. It's not part of us. Our colour scheme. The, the Tony Warner goalkeeping kit was uh, was nice in red. It's going to be a red in corner. No, it's a throwing. Sorry, excuse me, dear listeners, as we're coming towards 43, 44 minutes ish. One man in the box. <laughs> We've been caught out a couple of times. They're passing as they come forwards. Little chance there. There's a little bit of space. As the middle penalty area, Marlow should be there. He is. He's given a penalty. No, a penalty. No. Awful decision. And a yellow card. Fucking hell. Disgraceful decision. Um, a, a fair tackle. That's drawing of the Roth and Ira Mill, Mill fans. Rightly so. Reading get a penalty and a sort of stroke at half time. Awful decision in my opinion, dear listeners. By the time you hear this, you'll see it on your, on your YouTube. It's going to be a penalty for, for Reading. To give that, he no, could not wait. No. R- Romeo won the change, flicked it against his leg. It did go the other way, but he, he definitely won the ball. Reading with an unjustified penalty, in my opinion. Here we go. Steps up to take it. It's uh, two-one. Missile came over from the Reading side. There, that's caused some ructions. This has got every chance of kicking off on the most average away days. They just launched something at us, yeah, didn't they? Something over that came over from the Reading section. The Y26 mob have started. They'll pay for that afterwards if that's the, that, that's the line they want to take. They're, uh, and they're, 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 I've got to be honest, it, on, the, on the peripheries of the Millwall support, it's mostly kids. I, I'm yeah. not talking about youngsters, no, I'm no, talking kids. family and kids. Eight, eight that, will not, us, yeah. that will not go down well. No, absolutely. That was an awful decision, dear listeners. What one? The referee or the Reading fans deciding to try and start a war with Millwall? Players restarted. The ball into the into the uh, Reading box. That's going to run through to the yellow clad goalkeeper. I missed how many extra minutes there are, so I don't know how long we've got to go in in the extra time at the end of the half. It's about one minute over at the moment. I think it's a game for Morrison and his um, dark dark arts in the second half, Harry. I can't see Elliot carrying on. No. I think you're He's right. not been particularly bad, don't get me wrong, it's just the game suited to Steve Morrison's abilities. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's a between the lines game, Rome. Paul lofted in, that's get, gone to Cooper. Jake Cooper, gone through the goalkeeper. They seem, to be, they seem to be having a lot more chances, that's bollocks. That's the half time break, you should get in, Reading 2 0 1 at the break. Um, well, I'll have to see that penalty again, that decision, it didn't look like it in real time. I won't, that was fucking awful. Romeo, Romeo wins the ball, you won't see it because I'm going to guess the camera angle is going to be on the wrong we side. Had, we had the but we, we are literally 20, uh, well, it's in front of us, we're at a, a, a risen angle to, to view it. Romeo made a good decision, stayed on his feet to the right moment, flicked the ball back against the yeah. 24, yeah. and it rolled off for a corner, yeah. uh, for a goal kick even, and he gave, the, he gave the penalty, he waited an age and then gave it. Yeah, you know what a real fans think of that. Achtung, Mehlball. 
few half-time tweets. I've got Aisha Smith here saying we can certainly see who's paid the referee's wages this week. No way was that a penalty. It was a great tackle. Cheating bastard, Harry. I agree. Henshaw says shouldn't dive in like that when there's no danger and we're 30 seconds off of half time he's got shit for brains I think he means Marlon by that Bill uh, what, are you, he, what are you talking about Bill he ne- I think he's talking about Marlon but he, he needed to make a t- challenge because that was the bloke who put in the cross for the first goal when he had time and space and, and they scored from his cross I mean he's got a delivery on him whatever his, whatever his faults are so. Jake Sanders journalist Jake says Webb the professor referee booed by the Mill fans as he leaves the pitch he looks harsh on Romeo but Jake says it was also clumsy and unnecessary and uh, Henshaw replies Bill says geezer's a thin wet balance Mill <laughs> be right there balance Mill support Tony Thomas Mill TT says that was never a penalty he says the tackle was right in front of me clearly got the ball didn't even get the player disgraceful worse still we should be leading comfortably I, I believe he's correct Tony Grumpy Grimace says uh, Marlon clearly won the ball which ricocheted off the Reading player who then went down not one of their players appealed for it including the fellow on the ground it's an abhorrent decision says Grumpy McGrimace abhorrent Omar Renane asks the players or says that players like Ferguson and Tom Elliott are putting a shift in and showing their worth but where is the quality that's going to win this game for us asks Omar desperately missing a player to take our chances I think that's been the story of the season yeah need to spend money on a on a striker I wait we did <laughs> did we sign a bloke for a million pounds what's his name Brad Brad Brad, Brad something something like that uh, uh, maybe, maybe you should bring him on at half time might be an idea Hot Tramp, I love you so. The bit of David Bowie to liven up our afternoon in the, in the ground there, dear listeners. He's David Bowie t-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, the Mill halfway line says it was never a penalty and he hasn't got his Millwall goggles on. I think that's conclusive. I think the, the jury has, has come to its conclusion and the referee is guilty of... crime. of awarding a penalty against Millwall. Achtung, Millwall. Tom Bradshaw um, just having this debate listeners Tom Bradshaw all joking aside we have paid a million quid for him and he's not being used at all um, we haven't we've, we've, we've had opportunities I think Lee Gregory's done well in that first half so I'm not sure he's droppable at the moment but equally we're not getting a goal so at some stage Bradshaw's going to ask what, what's he doing here for, for me I don't necessarily see that we have to play this target man I know the QPR you played both of them and it didn't work but yeah. that, th- this is a totally different game than QPR in the sense that every, everything we've done in the air hasn't worked everything we've done on the floor has worked yeah yeah I agree um, certainly at the moment I mean we've had opportunities which we've not taken um, we look vaguely dangerous without really looking overtly dangerous your support has not gone unnoticed crank it up now what the fuck is this for the boys Wow. There you go. There's a lot of derision for Mr. Pye for now. Well, but you go away I, from home and yeah, you realise yeah. he's actually not that bad, no, listeners. No, no. And you know, also I think it just should phrases like that should make you proud to be a Millwall fan that you do not engage in this kind of stuff. This is what other teams are like. Wait for kickoff at the moment. This seems to be an eternity. Lining it up. We're underway whilst I adjust my bazel. 
Lions attacking us in the away end of the second half. Uh, unfortunately, one goal behind now, thanks to that decision at the end of the first half, which you may or may not have mentioned once or twice. About 48 minutes on my Bazell. Cooper's in the mix. I see Murray Wallace in the mix. Elliot. Lee Gregory. It's going to be a chance to cross the ball, and it comes. It's deep towards Tom Elliott. He gets a... He hits a crossbar, batting for the goal, bouncing around off the line. Reading dodge a bullet there, that was a real chance for the Lions. I froze in real time, I apologise there listeners, that was a real moment where the ball seemed to stick on the line. Uh, we'll, we'll go over, it's going to be another uh, corner on the right side as we attack there listeners. Who's their number six? Reading's number six? Yeah. Oh, he hasn't stopped fucking moaning. Every time it goes in there, he's got his hands all over Gregory and he's moaning that Gregory's failing him. Is he a Ramona? He's definitely a Ramona. He's going to come in from the right side. It's a corner kick and it comes into the mix. That's across the box. Cows for a penalty, not given. Cooper was manhandled. And it comes from Ryan Leonard. That's going to go from left side of corner as we attack. Rugby tackled him. Yeah. Lines have approached the second half with, with intent. It's going to be a left-sided corner from Shawnee Williams. In it comes, it's towards the mix. It's Elliot gets his head to his wide, unfortunately. 51, 52. Post? Sorry, mate. Why is Cooper going front post? Probably linked for the long throw. He's not that far, I suppose. So he's going for a near post. In it comes. There he is. Bouncing up and around. Uh, Elliot got checked there. That doesn't work because he's at the wrong angle. He's better going to the back post and running to the front post. Nicely won header uh, there by Tom Elliott. Strains the possession of, of, of Reading, but it's the way to go, dear listeners. Marlon dispossesses his Reading on the break. Dispossesses that ball through the middle. Reading, great save by Tom uh, Ben Amos there. Pushed wide left as the Reading striker went through from that break. Uh, chance for Reading now, I'd say. He's gone for a corner on the left side in the event. Big moment for Reading. That could have made it 3 1. And I think that might have been a uh, game set and match, but as it is, it's a corner on the left side. Something's got to change the moment. We're looking a little bit drifty as matters stand. This has just gone for a reading throw in down by the, uh, the right sided uh, corner flag, a few yards short of that. Coming towards just gone past 50, 55 minutes, rather. Ball in from the right, deep. That's uh, taken off the head of the forward. It's gone for a goal kick. Little free kick just inside the reading half. 56, 57 minutes ish. Chance to. Uh, dig the ball into the middle the usual style Jake Cooper's gone forwards Wallace is there that's towards Cooper he gets his head to it it's bouncing around and goalkeeper takes long angle he wins everything in the air Cooper doesn't he? yeah you know, apart, from, apart from when it matters in our own box <laughs> apart from then yeah Hutchinson didn't he? well Hutchinson brings a certain discipline and form and structure which I think Wallace just doesn't um, he's very much a fill-in defender for me the story of Webster is the one that's intriguing me. Where, where is Webster? What's wrong with him? Why is he not in this squad? That's that's a story for another day. 60-minute looms. What did you do? Three subs? All three in one go? Yeah, fuck it. So we need something radical. We, we, we're not looking the part at the moment. We've got a little bit of drift. 60 minutes, got half an hour sort of go. We could, so three subs would make an impact of some kind. Lofted forwards there from the free kick on the halfway line. That's Jake Cooper gets his head to it. Across the face of the goal, just uh, away from Wallace. Free kick awarded against Jake Cooper for a great tackle. Yellow cards. 
Poor decision. He won the ball. But then he's giving penalties away for the same kind of offence, Harry. So I think the man got it right there with that, that remark from the crowd. The Royals, of course, uh, made up nickname, a bit like the Eagles. They, they, they pin it on the Royal Borough of um, Berkshire, but um, it's a made up. The known tradition is the biscuit men due to the Huntley and Palmer's biscuit connotations. Uh, a bit like uh, Crystal Palace made up there. Eagles nickname when they were previously the Glaziers traditionally. Um, so you've got to have loathing and contempt for teams that make up nicknames. They're balled into the box. That's hoofed there by the 24. It's, it's, it's sideways. No, no uh, offence there. We'll have the mill for Paz howling for a penalty on Ryan Leonard. Keep possession. This is uh, Leonard, uh, Ferguson on the left. Meredith runs straight into a, a wall there. Free kick given, finally. But against a 12. For holding. Surely a, re a yellow card then, really, holding into that situation. You'd expect so, but not this come. 65th minute of a game. We're coming towards the halfway point in the second half. We need a, a break of some sort, dear listeners. We've not done much this, this second half. Not enough. This is the perfect free kick. If you just roll it to the edge of that box, Give it just Meredith. fucking just smash it. Just just literally, gently Meredith there. It should be something like Williams, left footed, yeah. just smash it. Here it comes from Ferguson. Left side of free kick into the mix. That's headed clear. 69 minutes gone ish. Williams is going to take down below us. Is that Aiden or is that Morrison? It doesn't look like a decrepit old man, it's Aiden. Aiden. Aiden's coming into the game when this passage finishes. That's long, deep. Surely a, no, no free kick uh, penalty there, as you can gather by the noise around me. That was Cooper getting manhandled again. It falls to Ferguson, shot uh, blasted from close range into the uh, goalkeeper. Takes and turns, lovely little take and turn. That's a little header, that's wide from... Gregory from Leonard. Apologies, dear listeners. How is, how is that not a pen on Cooper? Cooper, we're not going to get a penalty today, we've got to accept that. No, we never. Meredith's coming out again. In comes Aiden LeBron. I think as you say, Ferguson drops back deep. Larry. Both the checkered blue and white top hats just gone through the reading section. As you do. Ball over the top, trying to find Lee Gregory. I think we do need to mix it up, change things. I know that. Aiden's coming, but I'll be looking also at Steve Morrison and Bradshaw. Why not? Why not? Some point soon. This is Marlon. Little one-two with Jed Wallace. Nicely done. Cross into the box. It falls to Elliot. He blasts it over. Near the penalty spot. Chance. 16, 17 minutes to go. The Silver Fox is coming in. Elliot's coming out. Dismissive um, wave of the hand. Regal almost from Harry to uh, dispatch Elliot from the match in comes the uh, the Silver Fox himself worshipping worshipping motions from Harry now at 12 minutes from to make an impact here come the lines now this is, this is O'Brien wide left this is Ferguson now inside the last 10 minutes going to be about 82 minutes-ish little inside is Marlon O'Brien off the first defender Morrison wanted the far post from that cross there's going to be a corner left sided corner Williams has come over to take Aidan O'Brien of course played for the Republic of Ireland I think Williams did in one game but not the second game for the Republic that's floating into the middle it's still bouncing around Marlon wide wide right this is Jed Jed Wallace now Lines turning a little bit of pressure up takes his man on Jinx inside that's kind of gone nowhere but 
He finds Ferguson. Will he have a go? He will. Yes. Oh, bounce a deflection off the goalkeeper. He knew nothing about that. Cleared in the end by the, by the defender six. Right-sided corner. Fired in by Shane Ferguson on a percentage basis, I would say. It's gone for a right-sided corner. In comes the corner. Deep, deep, deep. Far post. Off the post. Some Steve Morrison. No, no, no. Come off the post. Pull it headed from Steve Morrison the cross and I, I thought he hit the post. I thought he went in when he blew up. I thought he was yeah, lining up for the fucking uh, for the a, watch. Yeah. 85th minute Reading with a, a left-sided corner. Pressing balls. They've been pinned back increasingly as the half's gone along as we chased it down. We are, we are looking now at the last few minutes of, of the proceedings, a game that we shouldn't have let go, but there we are. Such is life. In it comes from the left. That's 3-1. Poor head, well, close range header. No defence worth the name there, as I could see. Headed downwards, up, was into the top of the net. 3-1. Game over. Poor defence. They are a kind of a plastic club, aren't they? I mean, I, I know they've just gone 3-1 up, so there's a certain amount of sour grapes, but it represents all that is um, kind of empty and nothing about modern football, aren't they? Yeah, it is, you know, sunny, they're sunny singing, they've been quiet all day, it's been a nothing game. He's got his shirt off, oh, there's a lot of kids knocking around on our side too. It's, uh, it's very pathetic, a bit like Mills defending. Poor defending, non-existent defending for that goal, dear listeners. I want to see that back, we haven't, we haven't seen, had the benefit of the screen here, so I'll have to look at that again on the, uh, on the replays, but it didn't look like um, defending of any description at all. Which is a, a worry in this league. This is one of the poorest sides we're going to play in this league, and you know they, they've actually created chances and taken them. Yeah, I, I think that, but I think also the pivotal point of the game is you have to score when you're on top. We didn't. You have to get a little bit of rubber the green with refereeing decisions in this league. Unfortunately, we, we didn't get that. We no. seem to be in a league where the standard of refereeing continuously gets poorer. You know, we were on top for a large period today, and there it goes. Argy pargy. To our, to our right a little bit of pushing and shoving I don't think they're going to get close to him there's a cordon sanitaire as the French would call it between the Moore and the Reading fans one or two try to get through there no big deal I don't think the, uh, the cordon sanitaire in the old days wouldn't have stopped me war, would it Nick in your day <laughs> no no but it's netting the netting's quite a difficult thing to get across isn't it it's a bit like a bouncy castle Lofty forward from inside the middle half, and Cooper gets ahead to it. He's won everything in the air. For me, I'm going to make Jake Cooper the man of the match. There is the final whistle, as you can gather. Uh, Reading 3, Millwall 1. I think we've said all we can say about that particular event. Dear listeners, big thank you, Harry Warren, for this week's show. Thank you, Harry. No worries, mate. Slosh now, mate. Oh, I fucking need to after that. The Lucas Ball Report. Full time at the JC Stadium and it's Reading 3, Millwall 1. It's poor for Millwall in truth. Um, yeah, a game in which they dominated, created the majority of the chances, but three defensive lapses and all of which were punished by Reading. For two of the goals, uh, just decided to leave Matey open in the box and he headed past Amos twice. Amos left with no chance. The penalty is a bit of a silly challenge by Marlon Romeo. You don't want to give the ref the opportunity to give the foul there. 
which he did and Bulldog converted but sent Amos the wrong way lost lots of positives for Mill in truth but just needs a bit more clinical in their finishing and plenty to work on ahead of two big games this week need to take at least four points out of those two you feel come on you Lions And so into the bottom three, dear listeners, after yesterday's 3-1 loss at Reading. Disappointing result, especially on the back of the recent improvement in form and performance. Um, Shall we have the debate early on, dear listeners, as to whether that was a good performance by Millwall yesterday, as Neil Harris said in the post-match conversations. Um, he, He alludes to a good performance, but no result. So good performances with no result are not, for me, Good performances. Unfortunately, I, I know that there's a an argument that um, you know the style of play has improved, and, and we did indeed control large stretches of yesterday's game. Neil says, speaking to the press, "Why did we lose?" He asks. Ultimately, and he's correct. We didn't take more than one of the 24 chances that were created yesterday. That many. I think he said also something about going into the final third, the Reading third of the pitch, over 50 times. But in the in the quote I've got here, he says, we didn't take more than one of the 24 chances we created. You're probably looking at 14 clear-cut chances, and I'd say six sitters. Um, there's a problem, dear listeners, isn't it? I know it's the same problem that we've had all season, and it's it's easy to uh, identify problems, harder to do anything about it. Um, but you, the contrast is made by Neil here. Reading, um, I didn't think, were that great, in all honesty, but they were great when it came to finishing the opportunities that they created for themselves, um, especially the first goal, which I thought... Um, I haven't seen any of them back yet, so you know, forgive me if, if you've had the benefit of seeing the video. I don't, as I recall these notes. But the first chance, I thought, was was well finished. The penalty, oh, there's a debate online about whether Marlon needed to make the challenge. I thought he looked like he got the ball uh, from our vantage point, which is kind of above the corner flag, Harry and myself. Yesterday, I didn't think penalty in real time, but the referee looked like he couldn't wait to give it. Um, These are the realities that we have to live with, dear listeners. Neil Harris says he got it wrong, the referee got it wrong. He's seen it from two different angles, and it's just wrong. Um, also, talk on the uh, on the WhatsApp group post post game of some kind of um, filing of complaints being made with the English Football League or whatever subcommittee sits in 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 jurisdiction over refereeing. I, I'm not sure where that's going to go. I get a strong sense, absolutely fucking nowhere. But there we are. You can but complain and make the point that we get pretty crap referees week in and week out. Jay Taylor says the game changed after that awful penalty decision. It did, Jay. And also, you're right in saying it doesn't excuse the second-half performance, which was poor. Should have been out of sight after half an hour, but again, not clinical enough. Same old Millwall, says Jay Taylor. Sam Brown, Akdong Millwall's newest recruit. Sam Brown, Mill defeated. And finding themselves back in the bottom three. Reading move up the table, leapfrogging the Lions. What went, what went wrong today, asks Sam. How important is a win on Tuesday night and has the tide really turned? No, the tide hasn't really turned, Sam. Um, a win on Tuesday night is critical, in my opinion, because um, yesterday was dispiriting for me in a sense that we had 
actually the ball probably far more often than we would normally expect to have possession of the football passed it around we did create chances and we didn't take them and that's been the storyline over too many of our games this season so um, a Tuesday night at the Den never very enticing but we do need a win it is critical if we if we sink deeper and deeper into the bottom three it's going to become ever harder to get ourselves out of it and a team that doesn't take its chances is a relegation bound team so they're just to cheer you up, that's my take on, on, on that. Some other Twitter comment journalist Jake Saunders says, bar some sloppiness in the second half. Millwall were excellent today. Dominated virtually every stat. But when you're down at the bottom, playing well means nothing if you leave points behind. Wigan and Ipswich at the Den are massive. And Dan Houghton replying says Ipswich is a six-point already. Mill halfway line poses a debating point here. And maybe we can pose this to all of you dear listeners because he asks the right questions. Mill halfway line. How do we improve this team? It's a simple question. He says, but perhaps for a complicated answer, we've spent a couple of million pounds on players who can't get in the team. Asking for views from fellow Lions fans, Stuart replies, um, the same as they must have discussed earlier in the pub, um, no idea why we've signed Scalak or Bradshaw. Um, not a clue as to how we improve it. We were piss poor today, says Stuart. Um, we, the Bradshaw situation, and, and to an extent the Scalak situation, is is um you know is, is screaming out of me, dear. It's not done about you. Um, Bradshaw sitting on the bench, million pound striker, which is big money by our standards. I know it's not big money in Championship standards, but that's one of our biggest uh, record signings, a record signing. And we're not fielding him, and this raises question marks. I I know that Lee Gregory. You know, he's not forgiving up his shirt. Um, Elliot yesterday was not bad, but not brilliant. If we have to be bluntly honest, he's had a little bit of improvement in form recently. I would think in terms of a Bradshaw-Gregory starting lineup, which will mean we have to change the approach somewhat, but I think there are hard questions being asked and they, they will require hard answers and that may well be the, the way we have to go. Um, just in, in conclusion on the debate that Millwall Halfway Line has with Stu on, on Twitter, um, MHL says um, he's struggling with John Berrelson, a great chairman, but John has always said that we're fucked because of the low crowds, and yet home gates went up last season by 35%, and they're up this season. I think I saw the average home gate is, is quite high by mill standards, 13,000, 14,000 so far this season. And we have record statistic uh, season uh, ticket sales. Time for the club to deliver, says the Mill halfway line. And so on to Wigan on Tuesday night. I will be there for that game, dear listeners. We, uh, Wigan at home, 23rd of October. Um, and then, unfortunately, a game I can't make. for. Um, we're away next weekend, so um, can't make the Ipswich game. There'll be a slight break in shows for after Tuesday. I'm going to do one for Tuesday night um, to keep you updated on, on the midweek fixture. And next show will be back for the Norwich game, which will be on the 10th of November. So a slight hiatus until then, dear listeners. Um, big congratulations to Johnny Garton, British welterweight chip boxing champion. Won a huge fight last night in Brentwood. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, big congratulations to Johnny. I met him um, a couple of weeks ago on the walk for Charlie Wynn. The, the team were all wearing Charlie Wynn um, support T-shirts in the ring. Met Johnny Garton. What a lovely guy. What a quietly spoken guy. Um, very polite, nice bloke. And what a warrior in the ring. I'm not the biggest boxing fan in the world, dear listeners. But I respect the sport and the trade of boxing. And I have maximum respect for Johnny Garton, the Mill champion, British uh, welterweight champion. Well done, John. I hope you're having a nice, easy day today, mate. And uh, we'll be back midweek after the Wigan game. I'll leave a dirty mill wall. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.